0: We stand in awe of you this morning, knowing that abundant life is found in you, in you alone. I pray today, Lord, we would know the hope to which we're called, that you are hope and you're an anchor for our soul. You are an anchor for our mind, our will, and our emotions. And no matter what you're going through today, He is the answer to the problem. He is the answer to your problem. And that may sound so simple, but it's true. If you will trust in Him, and give your entire heart to Him, He will bring you through and take your ashes and give you promises. Doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter how impossible it looks, He will. Because He's true and He's faithful, and what He says, He does. And that is my testimony. That is the work that he's done in me. And he'll do it for you too. And we will continue to do it for all of us. So Father, we trust in you. We thank you. And give us ears to hear your word this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Simon, could you just... Bring that up there, bro. You want me to do, mate? You want me go to a handheld, or are you going to be able to? We'll see how we go. One Corinthians two, nine. Just come here this morning. Um, going to start by recapping just just a little bit, not the scripture, but last week we went here. Uh, we started. Looking at faith, well, we've been on this journey of faith. I'm going to swap over to the handheld, okay? Here we go, we're on. Awesome. That's better, eh? Doesn't sound like I'm in a toilet now. (laughs) Okay, cool. So we've been looking over the last three or four weeks at faith and what faith is and the power of Faith. And faith is the assurance of what we hope for, the conviction of things unseen. So there are things we can know, and we can live from those things that we know, and those things become a rock because those things are him and what's contained in him. And so I want us to have a look at 1 Corinthians 2. Sorry, 1 Corinthians 2. And I'm going to read this passage, and Sam read this out just uh, at the pre-service prayer in and it. And it Holy Spirit said, start here. So 1 Corinthians 2, 9. But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. Do you know there are a lot of things that God has prepared for us? All. You think that's three letters, but it means a lot. There's a whole lot of stuff that he has for you and I. And some people say, oh, you can only even know in part. And that is true, but do you know how big the part is? It's a big piece. It's not a little piece. It's a massive piece. He says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, not as yet yet entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. This is why it's about a relationship of love. Verse 10, for to us, God revealed them, what? The things that were prepared. So that all things that have been prepared, Paul's saying he's revealed them to us. Not just him, to us. There's a group of people that have revealed, have been revealed the things that are for the church. To us. How? Through the Spirit. For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. This is every how-to you'll ever want to know. How? It's revealed through the Spirit. There's only one one how-to, that's it. Revealed to us by God. Through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. For we, these people again, have received not the Spirit of the world but the Spirit who is from God, so that. So we've received the Spirit of God for a purpose. And the purpose is this, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. So there's all these things that God has given the church, what for? For the purpose of knowing. So you can know who you are in him and live accordingly to who you are in him. Because there's a purpose to everything God does. And these things that have been prepared, Paul has been revealed them and his team, whoever his team are, he says to us, As you read the whole thing, he keeps using the word we and us. It's not just him. It's a group of people called the church. And he's out there and he's speaking and he's sharing these things that are unseen because no eye has seen them, no ear has heard them. They've not yet entered the heart of man, but they have to Paul and his team. And so he speaks them for us to come into because whether it's 2,000 years ago or now, it's for you today, which is awesome, isn't it? Every promise is yes and amen. Verse 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak. Not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thought with spiritual words. So these things that are given to us by God don't come in physical, human languages. So I'm speaking in an English language, but what we need to hear is what the Spirit is communicating. You have to hear what the Holy Spirit is going to say through the vessel. So we need ears to hear, don't we? And how does hearing come? Last week, by the Word. So let me write up my little equation for us again. In case you weren't here, Romans ten seventeen says faith comes by, sorry, through hearing. Now, a bit messy today. And hearing by the word of God. And we looked at what the word of God and who the word of God was last week, didn't we? We said the word was Jesus and his words. So Jesus and his words are living and powerful. They're active. They're sharper than a double-edged sword. They perform a work. The Lord spoke. God spoke and creation all happened. And we have going over that. So we spent time looking at the Word of God, not just words on a page, Jesus and the words that come out of Jesus' mouth. That's why to understand the words, you must know the Word. If you try and understand the words without knowing the Word, you get in trouble. That's how you get other doctrines. Because you try in your understanding, understand words that only the Holy Spirit can reveal. Are you tracking with me? Do not try and understand the word without the Holy Spirit because this scripture is telling you it's in spiritual language, spiritual words. The natural man, it says, cannot understand the things of heaven. So if you try and understand the things in your carnal, the natural, you'll get all messed up and frustrated. And the Bible says that God has given the church the Holy Spirit to understand all things. So, we must be able to hear the word of God for faith to be produced. Tracking with me? So, I go like this. The word of God, if I have the ability to hear it, I have faith. Faith equals hearing plus the word. So, how important is hearing? Very, do you want to know how important it was to Jesus? Jesus. Revelation two verse seven, eleven, seventeen, twenty nine, Revelation three, verse six, thirteen, and twenty-two all say this He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. That's just in two chapters. You will look at all through the biblical the, the gospels, you will see him saying, have an ear. To hear. Hearing is not just hearing in the flesh. Listening is not listening in the flesh. Hearing is hearing from the Spirit. So you can listen all day and hear nothing. You can hear all day and hear nothing. There's hearing and then there's hearing. There's listening and there's listening. Jesus said, be careful who you listen to because there's listening and listening, hearing and hearing. Jesus said, You don't understand what I'm saying because you can't hear the word. They were listening to dialogue all the time. See, Peter couldn't hear when Jesus said to him, You will deny me three times. Peter said, No, I won't. Now you're arguing with God. See, God speaks a reality, prophetic reality. You will deny me three times. Peter can't hear, so Peter says what? I will go where you go. He can't also hear when Jesus says, you will go where I have been. So now it's beautiful. Now he's speaking future, like good, well, it's all good. But now it's like you're going to go where I went. He couldn't even hear that, could he? Because when he actually denied him and humility came, he went back to fishing. He should have been in Galilee where Jesus was going because Jesus told them, well, I'm going ahead of you to Galilee. They couldn't even hear that because they went back to fishing. They weren't where they should have been because they couldn't hear the word. Now, we've got to give them some slack because they hadn't yet been baptized in the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit. But we're on the other side of that equation, The Spirit was poured out 2,000 years ago, and it is available today. And you and I need to live our lives by the Spirit and powered by the Spirit if we are going to live the life that we are called to. And, guys, we have to be able to hear the Word, not just words. Anyone can hear words. See, he's concealed some things. Brilliant. So it's simple, but it's deep. And when I look and I read Romans 10, 17, it's a promise. All your promises are yes and amen. So the promise is this. Faith comes through a way. And the way is being able to hear, the ability to hear in the Spirit, not anything but His living Word that sets you and I free. Powerful powerful stuff. So would you say hearing is essential to our faith? So hearing the Word is receiving the Word that is spoken or written through the power of the Spirit, which brings revelation and understanding, which enables us to live like Christ. I'm going to read that again because that's not in your notes. I've sort of messed it all up since you got the notes. Hearing the word is receiving the word that is spoken or written. Okay, so there are words on a page here, haven't they? They've come from where? The eternal place. They didn't come from the temporal. They have come from heaven, inspired by the Father, written by the agency of man, but they are living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. So the word written down, we are to receive or the word spoken. It's both. Okay? And it can happen in dreams and visions. You can have a dream and receive the word. I've been sharing with you lately, I've been receiving the word in my dream. He's speaking to me. I'm sort of half asleep and I'm getting downloads and I've got to get up and start writing because he's speaking. I'm driving along the road and the Holy Spirit starts speaking the word. Now when I say this, I don't just mean hearing the word like, Greg, go to a cafe and give $10 to the cafe owner. That is hearing God. I'm talking about something far greater than that. I'm talking about hearing the substance and receiving it in you, which changes you. So when I talk about hearing the word that births faith, I'm talking about receiving a substance in your spirit because the Holy Spirit, the power of the Spirit has revealed it in you the word performs a work in you because you heard it and received it, and now you're different. Now you've been altered. Now you have a new life in you. It's like when you get pregnant, ladies. When Danny got pregnant, she knew she had new life in her before she ever took a test. Her body started to tell her, "You're pregnant." She felt the transition, the change she knew twice with our girls, "I'm pregnant, Greg." And as that life started to grow, her physical body started to grow and change, didn't it? The life in her was changing her. Did you know he wants to heal you, your spirit, soul, and body? He wants to complete you, 1 Thessalonians 5 says. Not just your spirit, your soul, your mind, which is your mind, your will, and your mind, and your physical body. So ultimately, what that? Is, that, that is the expression of you, Christ in you, living as Jesus lived physically you're doing what he did so you serve people you lay your life down for other people you find out what his will is and you do it physically it's not some abstract spiritual concept it's out here people see it smell it know it some people don't like it because the truth repels as much as it sets you free and we have to be able to hear this word guys We have to be able to hear it, receive it. So let me read it again. Hearing the word is receiving the word that is spoken or written. Not through man's ability, but what? Through the power of the spirit. Okay? It actually takes our ability out of the equation, which is beautiful, isn't it? It humbles you to know you can't figure him out without him. So don't even try like I said last week. That ain't me. I think so, I'm off, I think. Which brings revelation and understanding. When we receive the word, we get understanding, revelation. Jesus said what? Let me read it to you again. He said this in John eight forty three. Why do you not understand what I'm saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. Hearing is critical. It's absolutely essential to following Jesus. And if you can't hear him, you'll hear yourself. You'll hear the enemy. You'll hear all the other voices telling you to go that way and this way, that way and that way. And you'll never arrive at the point you're supposed to arrive to. And you'll never receive the life you're supposed to. The Israelites should have got into the promised land, didn't they? Why didn't they get in? Because of unbelief. Not because of sin. Unbelief. Because they could not hear the word of God when it was spoken. Let's not be like them. The Bible says, learn from their example. So how do we hear and receive the gospel, the word of God? Come to 1 Thessalonians. The Bible's brilliant. It tells you all the answers that you have questions for, if you can hear them. This is the tension, isn't it? This is how you get division. This is how you get the tension. But the Bible tells us, so we must have eyes to see, ears to hear. Remember, no eye has yet seen, no ear has yet heard, no as has yet entered the heart of man, all that God has. So there are things that we have yet received that we need ears to hear to receive, Otherwise, we'll walk right past them when they're for us. We won't be like Moses who turned aside and asked why the bush wasn't burning. We'll just keep walking. And yet that was for us. Did you know his mission came out of that? That's where he found his mission, by turning aside and asking why isn't the bush burning. How many missions are being missed because we're not hearing the word? How many of us are just walking by? Oh, I wonder what you've got for me, Lord. Yeah, I'm back there. I'm screaming. I wonder. Because we're not found in the Word. We're not given the Holy Spirit opportunity to reveal because we're so busy living for us, consumed. See, that's why the Bible says you must be a seeker first of the kingdom and his righteousness, otherwise everything else will compel you. You'll be swamped with life if you're not a seeker first of the kingdom. And hearing is crucial to be able to receive the kingdom life and to live from it. So what does he say? Okay, 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 2. We give thanks to God always for all of you. Remember, this is Paul. This is why Paul wrote so much of the New Testament because he was in so much. Remember? Remember? He'd been revealed a whole lot of things. That's why he's the writer of it. We give thanks to God always for all of you, making mention of you in our prayers. So he's talking about the Thessalonian church. Constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and labor of love. Wow. The work of faith and the labor of love and steadfastness of hope. A steadfastness of hope. We give thanks because we can see it. See, he knew. He knew they were working a labor of love and of faith. He could see the reality being demonstrated. So he's thanking them because he can see the demonstration of it. Are you tracking? steadfast of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of our God and Father, knowing, brethren, beloved, by God, his choice of you. Okay, here we go. For our gospel did not come to you in word only. So the gospel, the word of God, didn't come to you in word only. It must have come to some other people in word only. It didn't come to the Thessalonians in word only. Greek. how did it come? It came in word, power, in Holy Spirit, And with a full conviction, how have you heard the gospel? How did you receive the gospel? Was it in words only? Did you make a mental agreement through the words and say, that is true? Or do you and did you receive the gospel and do you receive the gospel in words, power, Holy Spirit, which creates a full conviction? They are very different. One is a means towards another, but to hear the gospel in word only will give you a mental agreement, but what it won't give you is a living conviction which turns you and changes you and has you living differently. You'll say, yes, I believe that, but you'll always struggle to live out what your belief is. Can you hear the word that's being spoken now? This is heaven speaking to us. These people received the word of God, the gospel, in words. They heard it. Power, Holy Spirit, which creates a full conviction. And this is what happened to them as I keep reading, okay? This is how you and I are to hear the word and receive the word. Just as you know what kind of men we prove to be. So there's a proving, isn't there? Prove what the will of God is, Romans 12.2. You and I, the Bible says, are to prove it. Can you hear that? That should stir you right now. It's stirring me. If you know that God's looking, saying, you, my people, are to prove my will, then that truth alone should bring a reverence. Because if we're not... His love is covering you, but the cover is for the empowerment to be able to live it, not to stay unknowing what it is because he's going to ask you what you did. You see, these men are proving a reality because they've received the word in a reality. To be among you for your sake, you also became imitators of us and the Lord. So here we go again. Imitators of the Lord. What does that mean, Greg? It means to live as Jesus lived. It means to walk in the manner Jesus walked. 1 John two verse six. It's to literally not be a mini-god, but to become like Christ. Isn't that what Romans 8:28:29 says? The purpose of our faith is to become like Christ, and to live a life like Christ on the earth, firstly as a family and then as individuals. What does this work, Greg? The Word of God. Through power, Holy Spirit, Word creates a full conviction. I'll keep reading. Imitators of us and the Lord. Isn't that beautiful? Us and the Lord. It's not just the Lord. They are so in tune with the Lord, common union with God. I pray that they would be one as we are one. They're demonstrating something here, these Thessalonians, that we need to see and be stirred by. keeps going. Having received the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. Or Acacia. You became an example. I asked the leaders at the leadership, would you follow you? On Tuesday. I said, Would you follow you? That's a challenge, isn't it? Would you follow you? Are you modelling something that's an example that others would look at and go an imitator of God? Anwar, there he is. He's an imitator of the Lord. I look at his life, and I see Jesus, and I see Anwar. I see Jesus in Anwar to the measure that he can actually model the same thing. I see a love like Jesus' love, which is patient, kind, generous, long-suffering, holds no wrongs, is not jealous. This is full, isn't it? This is weighty. How we ever thought it's just this little crumb thing. This is the God we worship is the God of the universe. It's the God of the abundant. There's no lack in him. So you better believe he's looking for big people. He believes in you to become a big person in him. Not someone that sh- cowls under a chair. Not someone that hides away who takes their light and puts it under a bushel. He's expecting you to put the light on the lampstand and see for everyone to see it shine, isn't he? Aren't we to be the light of the world and he is the light of the world? We're not to hide away in caves and thinking, oh my goodness, is he going to come back yet? When's the rescue mission happening? No, he's still coming. Are our lives are a sign of the times. See, the Bible says that people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. Lovers of self, thinking about self. Is my life a sign of the time? Is that me? Whichever is he running around? Maybe it's us. Maybe it's others. Maybe it's not. But is my life a sign of the time that I'm living in? Can you hear the word, what I just said? So these people heard the word in power, it went out, it was spoken. Something happened, there was an interaction, it created a full conviction. Greg, what did they do? Come with me down, I'll keep reading. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith toward God has gone forth so that we have no need to say anything. You guys are so on fire, we don't need to come. You Thessalonians, you're so on fire. The gospel is spreading because the gospel is in you. It's living, it's active, it's coming out of you. People are seeing it. You're an example to others. We don't even need to come. So we bless you. We might spend some time, but it's happening. Powerful stuff, powerful stuff for the church today. This is for you and I. And then he says this. This is what's so cool. For they themselves report about us what kind of reception we had with you and how you turn to God from idols to serve a living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead. That is Jesus who rescues us from the wrath to come. You turn to God from idols to serve a living and true God. See, they heard the word. Faith was produced. The ability to see unseen things and receive them, it was so powerful. The idols that these people used to worship, they dropped. And they turned And started to serve a living God. 1997. 23rd of December. 10 a.m. At Rebel Sport. Filled with the word. Going one way. Me. Filled. Power. Holy Spirit. Full conviction. Boom. Turned was here the next night, have not left here, and continue to seek the Lord and doors open and doors open to the point where wellsprings of living water now sit and reside. And I cannot contain them. Why? Because that day I heard the word from heaven, not in my ability, through the power of the Spirit of God to bring a revelation into a person's life that would turn a person around and send them on a direction, not through any strength of my own, but through the strength of heaven. Acts 2.37, come there with me. This is everywhere if we have eyes to see. Acts 2.37, Peter has just preached. So the man that denies Christ has an encounter with Christ in an upper room. He receives the word and power, Holy Spirit. He now has a full conviction. He stands up and he declares the Spirit of the Lord is upon him, isn't it? It's not what he declares. He declares from the prophet Joel, but the spirit of the Lord is upon that man what to preach the good news, to set the captive free, to bring recovery of sight to the blind and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He's not the Peter that denied Christ now. He's Peter the rock, meaning the mini rock, not the rock. Jesus is the rock, but he's coming into his new found identity. He's starting to realize who he was. The Peter that couldn't hear before can now hear, and he's full. And he says this after preaching. So he preaches up the storm. The word goes out through his mouth. 3,000 people get added because they hear, but a whole lot of other people, those fellas are drunk. It's only early in the morning, man. They're having a party and it went all night. Down at Courtney Place, the party's still going. But a whole lot of other people were captivated by what was heard. Because it was living. It was active. It was true. And then it says this, Acts 2.37. Now when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart. See, when you hear the word, the way God intends, you're pierced to the heart. Boom! What was that? That was the Lord. Can you hear what I'm saying? There's a hearing like, yep, and this is right. Greg, I want you to go next door and I want you to share this with that person. I'll give you a word for that person. That is all hearing. But I'm talking about something deeper than that. I'm talking about hearing and receiving the substance of the word which is in you, which now births life in you. For the word is to richly dwell where? In you. Where did Paul receive the revelation of Jesus? In him. It didn't happen on Damascus. He was only blinded on Damascus. Nothing happened apart from being blinded physically. It was when Ananias came to him, because the Lord had spoken to Ananias, and he laid hands on him that he was filled with the word. Up until that point, he still saw. And here we see it. It goes like this. Now, when they heard, they were pierced to the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brethren, What shall we do? And what was the answer? Repent. Turn to God. They'd heard something so powerful that it captivated them. It grabbed them. What do we do now? Great question. Repent. Can you see why everyone got baptized so straight away? They didn't wait around for a year and a half like I did. Dummy. Because they'd received the word, they were so captivated by it, hit by it, we've got to do the right thing. What's the right thing? Next thing is baptism. Now you're going to get laid on hands. stirred, moved, they repented. Ultimately, that word moves means to completely turn your attention to him and let him change completely the way you think and live out morally and spiritually the right way. See, it's not about right and wrong, it's about living righteously we're too busy worried about right and wrong. He died for our sin. It's about getting on board with the will of the Father, because you've heard the word, and you continue to hear the word that's declared or written down, and you're so stirred that you drop your idols, you drop the things that are in your heart that are containing and pretty much consuming you, and then you move. And you can take those things with you if they are things like children and husbands and wives, although some of you might want to leave those behind. But anyway, jobs and like Because Jesus says this to Peter. When the rich young man came to him, he said, what must I do to inherit the fullness of life? He said, the thing that's holding you back must be given to me. If you want the full measure, you've got to let go of what's holding you back. And it's the same for you and I. If you want the full measure, you've got to let go of what you're holding back from him. You see, because then Peter comes and he says, oh, my goodness, that's pretty massive. And Jesus said, yeah, how hard it is for the man, a camel, to get through the eye of a needle. But with God, it's fully possible. And Peter says, oh, my goodness, we've left everything to follow you. Everything. So now he's speaking from another standard because the rich young man, he'd added God to him. He didn't surrender to God. He was more about commandments. He was incorporating God. He wasn't surrendered to God. He would added him to him. He's like an accessory. Do you like my bag? It's Jesus. He's a little bit sick because he's green. See? (laughs) He's having an off day. But this is Jesus. I've incorporated him in, but I'm not surrendered. He's an add-on. Is he an add-on or is he all? If you want all... You've got to make them all, which means you've got to give them all of you. And then Jesus says this incredible thing. He says, you know what? He says, those that have left everything to follow me will get a hundredfold back of what they've left now and in the life to come. You see, it's never about whether I have to give up everything. It's not about that in the sense of, Oh, does that mean I have to leave my wife and my kids and go to India and be on mission? No. You take them with you. And there's the other extreme of that is, oh, and people do that in the church. They go and, and leave the, the wife and the kids stay behind. And the family is dysfunctional because the man thinks that's what it meant. Or you get everyone else trying to hold on to everything. There's two extremes. And Jesus has got nothing to do with that. It's about your heart. You can actually have it all and more if your heart's right. But if your heart's not right, you're in trouble. But if your heart is right, holding it all open, you'll have those things, and they won't bind you or control you, manipulate you, and your identity and your purpose won't be in them. It's in me. And Peter could hear the word. This is before Acts. You've got to be able to hear the word. They turned, they repented. So we've got to hear the gospel, the word, in power, and the spirit, as the word goes out, hits us, that's why God's given us the Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. Okay, these are the scriptures that set you and I free. You don't set yourself free, the Word does. So you're free of insecurity, free of fear, free of anxiousness and worry. These things can be overcome, guys. We're not to live with those things. We make excuses for them, and they stay in our house. Our house. And we make a home for them. And we justify everything away and he's saying, What are you doing? I came to set the captive free. I came to set you free of all that stuff. I've given you my word, my power, my son, physically and his words to set you free, to cut all that stuff out of you, to bring you into eternal life within you, that you would have an abundance of everything that I live my life from, and that stuff's gone, because I came to heal the brokenhearted. I came to set the captive free, that you would no longer worry, because fear is not of me, says the Lord. He says, I've given you a spirit of power and of love and of discipline. Fear is from living from the flesh, because I cannot hear the word of God, so I hear me, and I tell me how to live, and that just gets me depressed see faith comes through hearing and hearing the word of God not any word the word of God so there must be a word preached that's living and active we must be able to hear the word that's preached that's living and active and if we can then we can receive it through the power of the Holy Spirit this is why it's so important we come ready we come into here ready to hear the word That's being declared, not like, oh, whatever, the All Blacks had a great game last night. You've got to switch on. We come to pray. I'd love to see you all here at quarter past nine and Wednesday coming to prepare the ground for the word. This is what prayer does. It prepares the soil for the word of God to go out. And there are faithful people here at quarter past nine praying for you. Every week, Same faces. How about we actually extend the faces and have more faces praying for others? Why? Because we've encountered the word which makes me turn, stop living for me and living for other people. That's the power of the word. It will free you from you. The truth comes to set you free. And we've limited that to hell. The truth comes to set you free from you. So if we're receiving the truth, Jesus, the Word of God, guess what we won't be? Living for ourselves. So it's the evidence of living for yourself that you still haven't yet received the Word that sets you free from you. And I hope that encourages you because that truth can actually offend you. But it is the truth, and the truth will set you free if you're found in that position. I hope you have the humility to turn and repent And seek the Lord and ask Him for help because it's for you. And the life that is for you is from Him, but you must be found in this position if you want it. We say we do, but really, do we? Do I? Do I really want the all? If I want the all, I've got to give all. You can't give half and get all, it doesn't work, guys. My children want to be praised. They want a reward for behavior that stinks. They want to be able to break the window, smack the dog, fight, and still get the ice cream. We just had this during the week with Lily. She was upset because, oh my goodness, ice cream specials on Wednesday. I didn't live as I'm supposed to live. And that means I've got to wait a whole week to get the ice cream special on a Wednesday. No, I want an ice cream now. I'm sorry, honey. Your behavior doesn't stack up. And if I reward you, that is stupid parenting because I'm rewarding the behavior, bad behavior. So she learns bad behavior, gets rewards. But we do the same thing in the spirit, guys. We want everything, but we don't prepare to live the life. He says, well, come and be with my people. Come and be. They devote themselves to prayer. They devote themselves to the There's a reason why the Thessalonians are in life. It didn't just happen by accident. They didn't go down to pack and save, open up the weak bits, oh, look at all the all blacks on the packet, pull out the... Whoa, we got the lucky one. Let's feed that. Look at all the life we're in. No. It takes Discipline. It takes time. It's a pursuit. It's intentional. You're found there. You've got to make choices over other choices. You've got to get let go of stuff. And the word will set you free from that stuff because some of that stuff we've actually got our identity and our purpose in. That's why we can't let go of it because we don't know who we are if we let go of it. But you've got to let go of it if you want to find out who you are in him. And if we can hear the word, it'll set you and I free. Not to live for us, to live for his will. Remember, prove the will of God. Well, you've got to know it to be able to prove it. And if you don't know it, I tell you what, you're not living for it. You're living for what you know. Yeah? Come here to 1 Samuel, and then I'm going to wrap it. I think this is a fantastic passage about hearing. 1 Samuel 3, 1 to 11 and 21. I'm going to go fast. 1 Samuel 3. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord before Eli. And listen what's spoken because there are so many cool things in here. And word from the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were infrequent. It'd be suck to live then, wouldn't it? The word of the Lord is abundant today. We've got it right here. It's on here, it's everywhere. It's on here. There's an abundance of the word. Betty, these guys wish there was when they were around. It happened at that time as Eli was lying down in his place. Now his eyesight had begun to grow dim, and he could not see well. And the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. So he's lying in the temple. This is massive. That the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am. Then he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called yet again, the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But he answered, I did not call. My son Lie down again. Now Samuel, this is interesting, did not yet know the Lord. Nor had the word of the Lord yet been revealed to him. So you can hear the word, but if it's not revealed, there's no conviction. You can believe it, you can make a mental agreement, which is good. Do you believe in heaven and hell? Yes, I believe. Do you believe Jesus Christ rose again from the dead and is living? Yes, I believe. Do you believe that God is the God of the living, Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob? Yes, I believe. Do you believe there is no marriage after the resurrection? Yes, I believe. Now, do all those four beliefs stir you to live in accordance to what you say you believe? Maybe, maybe not. If they're not, can I encourage you that you probably only have a mental agreement and not a living, convictional one that's enabling you to live in accordance to what you say you believe. Believing is a full conviction. So there's believing and believing. And the full believing is you've turned from whatever it is and you're now living differently. You'll be found in different places, okay? You'll know because if we took a video of your life and played it to you over a month, you'll be found doing different things. You'll be eating different things. Where you spend your time will be different, What you decide are your priorities will be different. Why? Because what you've received empowers you so much that that is what creates the life for you to be found eating there. It's so innate, guys, you're found there. Do you really believe the Apostle Paul chose to be Paul? Do you think he made a mental decision to go from Saul to Paul? No. No. I did not choose to go from Greg of old to Greg of new. You receive the word of God in power and it becomes the response when it's a full conviction. Receiving a mental agreement is good, but it's a means to a greater end. And we've stopped that being the end. So we think, yeah, I believe in hell, okay, okay. Has that stirred you to start sharing your faith? Just going to say it as it is. Has it started to stir you up that you're like, I've got to think about how I start to share this because this is really important. Has receiving the revelation of the bride of Christ stirred you up? that you would now be living singular-minded, singular purpose, singular focus, knowing, remember, that you can have a wife, you can have kids, you can have a lovely car, you can have a lovely house. Those things aren't the issue. The issue is my heart. Have I been stirred up that I'm now walking differently? My language is changing. I'm found in different places like prayer meetings. And I'm not talking from a legalistic place. I'm talking from a place of love. Love stirs you so much, you want to be where love is. And you want to gather where love is because love is stirring you. It becomes this beautiful innate choice. You go from this, I have to, I get to, I am compelled to. That's why hearing the word in the form of the word that Jesus says his word is will do. He said to the religious people, you search the Scriptures because you think that in the Scriptures they talk about me. The Scriptures talk about me. You see, there's a next step. You need to come to know me. You need to come to the place of of me, not about me, know me. And he said, but you are unwilling to come to me because you already think you have it. You already think you have it down pat, so you are unwilling to come to the one who is here of life, and we can be exactly the same. What stops us coming to him could be our insecurities, could be our fear, could be not knowing. This is why faith is essential, and it's the word that's heard that produces a faith that has you present and present. See, we're all physically present. That doesn't mean any of us are present. Where are you right now? Did you switch off when I said something that offended you? Or have you stayed tuned in to the frequency that's coming to set you free? we have got to realize the truth that sets you free is not this whiny, wimpsy, feel-good message. It's a message of power. And as much as people love it, they hate it. Read the Bible. He was killed for it. He was not killed because he did miracles. He was killed because he spoke a language from the Father that those of the wisdom of the world could not understand because he spoke in spiritual words, 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 14, the natural people couldn't understand it, and it got in their way. He became a goad, Mel's message a while ago. He got under the skin of the flesh for the purpose of setting the captive free. But the captive turned on him and nailed him. And we all think we'd never do that. I hope I wouldn't. And there's a reality where I can be in him so much that I live out the truth to a fuller measure. See, when he shows you your true state by the word because you heard it, it's powerful. You know where it brings you to? Your knees. And on your face. The snot marks that are here are mine. I reckon these are all mine. That's why we haven't replaced the carpet because they remind me of them when I come here and it breaks me back to that place of absolute humility where I was found at his feet. But this he said there, Greg, it's cool. You've had a work done. Now get up and walk in your new identity. Don't stay on the carpet. But Greg, I'm going to want more and more and more of your life. Son, I have all for you, but I'm going to need all of you. I'm not going to take it all at once. You couldn't handle that. But I am going to take it bit by bit if you will let me. If you will let me. I will not force it. You have to say yes and amen. And guys, I have said yes and amen. Sometimes I've said no, get stuffed. I argued with him when he told me I was going to lead here, and I said, I don't want this. So then he overpowered me and put his word in me, the love for here, and that was 10 years ago. And you just walk, and you eat, and you eat, and you drink, and you drink, and you eat, and you eat, and you hear, and you hear, and you eat, and you eat, and this indestructible life in you starts to be formed. It's the Beatitudes place. It's the formational place. It's not about just going and doing activities for Jesus. We are called to do those things. I'm talking about an inner realm from an inner place that you're so on fire and set free from because you've heard the word, received the word, that you are unstoppable in him. I strive according to the power of God within me. That's what Paul said. I can say yes and amen to that. It's for all of us. It's not for ones and twos. It's for the body of Christ. For his promises are for the body of Christ. They're not for individuals. The macro promises, prophecies of God are for the body of Christ, you and I together. He's working this out here as a family. He wants whanau. He wants his people to live in accordance to the design and the pattern of his word. But if his people can't hear the word, we go building temples, idols, empires, And he comes along and says, hey, is anyone going to be part of my kingdom? No, we're spending too much time building our own empires. Why? Because we can't hear. But we come and go, we come and go, we come and go. You see, where was Samuel? Lying beside the Ark of the Covenant, but he can't hear. Where are you today? You're in the house of the Lord. But can you hear? He thought it was Eli. Let's keep reading. Oh, thank you, the Holy Spirit got back here because I was about to finish. <laughs> i to finish the scripture. So the Lord called Samuel again for the third time and he rose and went to Eli and said, here, am, here I am, for you called me. Then Eli discerned, this is powerful, that the Lord was calling the boy. Okay. Then Eli discerned, discerned that the Lord was calling the boy. And Eli said to Samuel, go lie down and it shall be if he calls you that you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Then the Lord came and stood and called as at other times. Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening now. The Lord said to Samuel, Listen to this Behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. Have your ears been tingling? You're in the house. Eli was the bridge to Samuel. Eli could discern the Lord was speaking, and he was the bridge. That helps Samuel here. If Eli wasn't present, he's still running around going, where's the voice coming from? Why? Because he did not yet know the Lord and the word had not yet been revealed to him. So he needed an Eli to help him. It's called discipleship. People who can discern and hear the word, helping people that can't hear the word for the purpose of oneness and power and life. And yet they're both in the temple, but one hears and one doesn't. Because hearing isn't hearing and listening isn't listening. It's hearing through the power of the Holy Spirit and be able to receive that and live differently. I don't know what you've been taught church is. I don't know what you've been brought up for it to be about. Do you come to church? We sit in services, we sing songs, we hear a crazy man speak, we do a bit of prayer, and then we go home and life continues. I don't know, but what I do know is he's living, he's active, he has a mission for you and I, and it requires us to be able to hear the frequency of the Word of God in our spirits by his powers to release us from us and to set us free to live for that realm out. And it is the greatest life any human being could want and know. There is nothing that comes close to it. But we must have ears to hear. Samuel has to reposition himself to hear differently. And God is continuing to speak in the hope that he can hear. Don't you love that? God speaks three times until he gets it, but it requires another man to help him get it. You know what you need for that? Humility, vulnerability. You need to be prepared to walk with others and be real. But God still speaks because God loves. And God's always hoping and he's always believing. And man, God is patient. And man, he is kind. And man, he's endured all things for you, Simnor. And he never holds the wrong back. Even though you see you follow him and you don't, he never holds that against you. And his love isn't jealous. Why? Because he's calling you to become who you've been called to be. And we need to become who Jesus has called us to be and more. And so he is loving and he speaks and he speaks and he speaks. And he says, I hope they hear. I hope they hear. I hope they hear. I've been given the spirit of God so they would hear. I hope they hear all things and receive and receive and receive so they can have faith and live by faith. For I no longer live, but the life I live is in Christ and I live it by faith in Jesus Christ, Paul said, because the man heard and continued to hear and receive from heaven. Hence, he writes all the books and lays it out for you and I to receive it. What a beautiful picture of a young boy and an older man walking together. A father and a son, dads, discipling, mums, discipling, not in earthly stuff, in eternal things. Nothing wrong with earth stuff, but what about the eternal, the real life, the real world? Life is more than food. Life is more than the body. Life is more than this stuff. Why are you working for food that perishes and not for kingdom food? Are you eating the word of God? Are you drinking the word of God? For in it is life and abundant life. And to not would be a crime. To discover who you were called to be at the judgment seat for Christians and to realize that it hadn't quite worked out the way you planned would be a crime. And the word is going out today to stir up the church so she can become who she's called to be. And so I pray you can hear the word. Eli kept it. Samuel got it. And out of that came the great prophet. But at one point, the great prophet couldn't hear anything. And he needed someone else to help him. So do you. So do I. Amen. So the big questions. Do we know the word? Are we coming to know the word? Can we hear the word? Are we coming to hear the word? So Hebrews' faith is being birthed and formed in us. Because what does faith do, guys? Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. It's the conviction of things unseen. Abraham could see the bride, the city, because he had faith. And he was living in accordance to what he could see, not on the earth, there. What's the picture of your finish line? It'll determine how you run. Chapter 2, get the book of your heaven, be found in it. Eat the words in that book. They are from him. They'll radically change you if you eat them. Don't read them, eat them. He didn't say, read my flesh. He said, eat it. He didn't say... Eat my flesh, drink of me. He gave his literal life so we could have his life, literally. Not many gods, followers becoming like the sun. You don't look for love. You allow love to be formed in you. Everyone's looking for love. Where to become love. He is love. If you know him, you found love. So let him do a work on you and become love. Become like him. Love. It's simple, eh? It's powerful, the revelation of it. That's what you got to get. If you have any questions, I'll be just hanging here or cooking in the kitchen <laughs> on cafe duty today. So um, send me emails, if you have questions, meet up for a coffee. Father, I just thank you. Um, I pray your blessing on what has been spoken. And I pray you give us ears to hear the word. Help us to take all the words and put them into a substance called the word. I pray, Lord, that the amount of words haven't confused, but have brought clarity. And so, Lord, we ask you to bless what's spoken in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, If the, oh, hold on. Um, I'm just going to pass the buckets around as well. So, just for the offering. So, if you just want to stay, sit till that comes by. Outside of that, have an awesome day. And um, love to hear any feedback you may have.